Welcome to the Mastering College Two Career Podcast. I am your host, the one that knows the most, Daniel Botero. In a world where eight out of 10 students are graduating without a job lined up, and 40% of graduates never work in a job that require their degree, this podcast is the solution. In this podcast, not only do you hear from my own personal experience, countless hours worth of research on this topic, but I bring industry experts to help students take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. So with the fact that 85% of students walk down the stage without a job lined up, I decided to create a really short assessment that students can take right now that will take less than five minutes and give them a very clear idea of how ready they are to graduate with a job. And it's kind of funny, it's fun, and it will give you an animal. You'll either become a sloth, somebody that's just kind of be sleeping through college. You either are a bear, someone that has a lot of potential but has been hibernating. You could be a dog, someone that has been doing some great things, are trainable and have high potential or you can be a unicorn. And that is a very small percent of students that have done exactly what it takes to land their dream job and have already done it. So which animal are you? Find out at masteringcollege2career.com forward slash assessment. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest for you. I have Jeffrey Hazlett. He is the author of The Hero Factor, as well as the chairman of the C-Suite Network and a television host. And I'm excited to have Jeffrey here to talk about his latest book, as well as just to talk a little bit about himself and what he does. He does a million things and he's just amazed at it. So without further ado, Jeffrey, how are you today? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Just busy, busy, busy. Busy is good. Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, let, let's get started. Now, for the, you know, for the audience, you know, generally you're talking to C-level executives all day long. So this is a college student audience. So tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, all the million things that you do. Well, thanks so much. You know, I just got through speaking to a group uh, down in Jacksonville, a college group called Pi Sigma Epsilon which is the sales and marketing fraternity. And they've got about oh, 6,000 students across the country who you know, are in sales and marketing. So it's always great to be able to speak to them and be on the show. You know, um, I have done a lot of things in my career. I've, I've bought and sold over 250 companies in my career, about uh, 25 million in transactions. I've been a Fortune 100 uh, officer. I've been a primetime television host on Bloomberg. I've uh, host my own television show today called The Executive Perspectives with Jeffrey Hazlett um, and my own podcast called The Hero Factor. I used to do a podcast called All Business and we've just started up a new one around the book. Um, and, uh, you know, so I oversee as chairman of the C-Suite Network, which owns C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Book book Club. So we, we have a lot of different things. I serve on a lot of corporate boards and yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my business life. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of things and sounds like a lot of great things. And if it's anything like the book, I know it's going to be amazing. Um, you also own the hero club, which what is the hero club? 
Yeah, the Hero Club is one of our many councils that we have underneath the C-suite network that's affiliated with us. Um, the Hero Club is a private uh, organization for entrepreneurial CEOs, owners, partners, who are all about, you know, having values and a value-driven organization who put, you know, people above profit. So each one of our Hero Club members signs a pledge that says they'll operate their business in a hero-like fashion. Um, so that's a big, you know, it's a big commitment, although there's a lot of businesses that do that every single day. There's lots of ways that you can approach your business in terms of running it. You could be an operational excellence company or just a good company, but, but, um, you could be a wannabe, you know, a do-gooder, maybe even an asshat. I wouldn't suggest that you're the latter of that, but, uh, you certainly can, you know, pick one of those. And, but what we find is that hero companies, those companies that operate like here, like run their operations with, with hero values, they, they gross more money, they earn more money on the bottom line, they have happier employees, more engaged customers, and vendors who like to do business with them. So, you know, here, the hero factor takes over where good to great leaves off, so to speak. And, um, and I think that's a big differentiation. That's how it got started a number of years ago, a guy by the name of Rob Ryan sold his company for $20.4 billion. And when he sold his company, he uh, set aside a certain percentage for all the employees, making the single largest number of millionaires ever created in one day. So it's a kind of a fabulous way to, to run business, live your life. So um, I spent six years working for PepsiCo and um, four out of those six years, I was an account manager and I had the pleasure to call on two different companies that I felt like were very, they were hero companies. One of them is Wawa. Uh, they're in, down in Philadelphia. Know them, know them. Yeah. They just do a heck of a job. People love them. Exactly. And when I was talking to them, it, it was amazing to see everywhere from, you know, when I sit down with their vice presidents, um, of store operations. And when I'm even at the store, look, talking to their employees, the way that they are and the fact that, um, the Wawa way and how it, they help you. Like if someone in Wawa has a problem, like if somebody, uh, their spouse pa passes away, whatever it is, they have funds allocated to helping them to making sure that there's no struggling and people are just so loyal to the company. And, and that just reminded me a lot when I was reading the book, I was like, that is why Wawa has so much success. And similarly, there's a company at Public Supermarkets. Oh, yeah, Publix. Yeah, I know, I know them well. Yeah. Similar values, the same way. Uh, the only way for you to own any equity is to be an employee. And people that just build their career there and retire millionaires starting bagging groceries. It's amazing. And so I really appreciated your book and loved it. And we actually want to dive into talking about the book and how it relates to college sure. students and how, how can college students start having that hero mentality as they're uh, building their career? Well, decide what your values are. You know, what's your walkaway values? Think about when you're going to go to work for a company. What kind of company you want to work for and what are your walkaways? That's the way I define a lot of things we do with the Hero Club is the things I just won't give into and what I want to be. So you really can focus in on what what you'd call your conditions of satisfaction. What is it you want out of a job? What is it you want out of life? What is it you want out of relationships with a potential partner um, or, or your family or your spirituality or whatever? So to be able to define those things and go through an exercise, at least understanding that, uh, you know, and the, the, the sooner you do it, the better. It, you know, it takes some of us a little bit longer to get more comfortable with ourselves, but you know, there's a lot more insight today than there used to be, you know, 20, 30 years ago when I first got started. 
So today, you know, what would be some of those? And, um, you know, and the other thing is to, to better yourself. How do you better yourself? You listen to podcasts like this, you read books, you, you go and find mentors you can follow and, and, um, you know, you know, kind of step up to, or you can call them heroes if you want. Uh, but I think that's important for you to do. That's what you could do with, as a student. You know, I actually, we also have, you know, on the, on the website for our, uh, book, the, if you go to herofactorbook.com, uh, oh, I have a free assessment. You know, it's an assessment that anybody can take, and there's a workbook you can do, and we give it to everybody. You can find out if you're looking at a company, does the company have the hero factor? You know, do they, do they, how do they stand up? So you can do some of your homework. But if you're starting your own company, if you're listening to this podcast and you're starting your own company, um, we take you through an exercise on how to how to establish yourself with, with the hero credentials right off the bat. Well, uh, and and that's amazing because one time someone told me and it really resonated with me. Sometimes your you know the first your first boss or the first company you go to might be even more important than your first paycheck. And I think when you're a college student, sometimes you just take the offer that gives you. Uh, the the pays you the best, but sometimes not even looking at everything else that goes around it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I don't want to just. I mean, sometimes you got to take the money because you got to take the money. But you know, the the hero factor really lays out that you don't have to always take the money. There are clients I don't want to work with. There are customers I don't want to work with. There are people that I don't want to hire. And so values. Uh, there are certain things about my values that I just don't sacrifice on. There are times in which you know I have to get legal issues or or or, you know, walk away from business or, or uh, make decisions where it costs me a great deal of money. Um, but again, I feel more comfortable about that. So um, while it might be enticing to take the paycheck, you know, I, 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 you know, I think if I were you, I would prefer to take a paycheck that is one that I can look in the mirror every single day and feel, feel good about, right? And I think that's where you should take the time. Um, but you know, and, uh, but you got to pay the bills. So right. first get, first get the paycheck. Okay. And then, then if you, if you, if you, if you have opportunities to make those, those choices, then start making those choices. But first thing you got to do is be a contribute to society and, uh, and, and make some money. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and get, and get the hell out of your parents' house. That's the other thing. <laughs> What about, what if they stay at their parents' house and they're saving? So they're avoiding going, getting some student loans. Yeah, but that's, a, that's good. But okay, that's cool. Great. I get it. If you want to do that and that helps you, more power to you, but you got responsibility. You should at least be paying rent to your parents. You should still be doing some chores. Your mom shouldn't be doing your damn laundry. Um, she doesn't need to be making all the meals for you. So, which is typically, you know, if, if you're going to be an adult, then act like it. And that means do it. And so that'd be my advice to you. I love it. <laughs> I'm old school, buddy. You know, I'm old school. But, you know, but I'm old school not because I'm some craggy old guy. Because that's what I do. I moved out of the house when I was 16 years old. I've been on my own ever since. So I didn't have anybody to turn to, to go back to. If I didn't make it, I didn't have a place to go to. I, didn't, I couldn't go to my mom's house. Couldn't go to my dad's house. Um, I had to make it on my own. So... And if I didn't, I was hungry. I didn't eat. Um, or, you know, I didn't have a place to sleep. So, yep, never had that opportunity. Never had that choice. So for those of you who have a choice, that's awesome. But, 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 but earn, earn it. 
Do, do you think that maybe because you didn't have that choice, you, you kind of were forced to, you know, find a way where now that the, the people that do have a choice, they're, they have a crutch. And maybe that's, it takes them a little longer to find their fuel. Get rid of your crutches then. You don't need a crutch. Go, go do some rehab. Get going. <laughs> Get healthier faster. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to live my life like that. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I appreciate if you, if you do or someone wants to. I, I don't want to live my life like that. I want to live my life where I control it. It's my destiny. And, um, and I want to feel good about myself. I, I think I feel better about myself because, because of that. That doesn't mean I, I look less of you. I'm just, you know, you, you be you. So do you do it for what you want to do it the way you want to do it? That's your deal. I'm not going to judge you about it because um, that's you. You got to you got to look yourself in the face. I personally, I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't want to do it that way. You know, I, I wouldn't want to. I don't want to. If I'm going to, yeah, man, it's like if you're going to be an adult, then be a damn adult. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a professional, then be a professional. That if you're gonna go back and live with your parents, okay, and save your money, I got it. But do it with certain conditions. Otherwise, you're still a kid. Right. You're still a kid. Absolutely. You're still, you're still living that life. I, I, I think your parents would look at you differently. In my personal opinion. If you, what if you came back? Let's imagine that those that are listening right now, maybe we'll, maybe we'll impact some lives. Um, it's funny. You, and, and by the way, he's a speaker, as an author, you know you do. Yesterday, there was a student who I spoke to probably 15 years ago. And since then, he's, he's been a fan, he's been a follower, and he's become a friend. And we get together a couple times a year now. And this, this young man showed me his briefcase that his aunt had engraved or carved or what would you call leatherworked his initials into this beautiful briefcase on the outside you know like a pouch and on the inside she had she had in leather carved uh, a saying that that was in one of my books to all the naysayers opportunists and obstructionists who stand in your way of you know of success note we will beat you and signed Jeffrey Hazlett. That was that was carved on the inside flap of his pouch. So so you, you know you make impact. So we're going to make some more impact today. What would it be like if you graduate, you're done, and you move back home, and you and you say to your parents, "I'm going to I want to move back home, but I want to do so in these with these conditions of satisfaction. I'm going to do my own laundry. My room's my room. I'm going to rent it from you. I'm going to pay you." a hundred bucks a month or 150 bucks a month or 200 bucks, whatever. And I want to contribute as an adult because I'm now on my own. They, they'll treat you differently. I'll guarantee you. They I'm won't sure be yelling right. at you to pick up your socks and do that kind of stuff because now you're an adult. You, you know what I mean? To me, that would, I would much rather have that kind of relationship than, than coming back and, you know, and being a kid till I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, how many, how many, how many people you think you've hired in your career? Ballpark probably is so hard. Well, for you. well I mean, I've employed uh, as a result of the things I bought, sold, or whatever. It's in you know tens and tens of thousands. And and you know when you even look at the last job, I, big job I had, I had seventy five hundred marketing people that worked for me. Just seventy five hundred. I mean, but you know, it was seventy five thousand people in the company. So 
What What do you think, you know, when, you, when you're going, you're speaking to college students and, and you are looking at it from a different point, like you're so far disconnected, not disconnected, but in a sense, you are like 10, 20, 30 years of where those college students want to be, right? You're a hero to them. What do you, for you, for your point of view, what are, what are the students that stand out to you? What do they have in common? Uh, confidence. The ones that stand out have confidence or, and they, 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 they drink the Kool-Aid. You can see it. You know what I mean? They're, they're well, they're well, even if they're, they can't afford great clothes or whatever, they're well, well presented. They're thoughtful. They're thinking about what they want and, and they bring strength to the table. They don't bring neediness. That, that's a big thing for me. Um, cause guys like me, we have two modes of operation. Okay. Let's be very clear. I either want to help you or I want to kill you. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, and, and not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. They're just, you know, it's kind of a warrior mentality and, um, it's a very animalistic thing. It's inbred. It's, it's, it's a very unique instinct. And I think we all have those, you know, those kinds of instincts. We either, um, you know, so I either want to really assist you or I just want to kill you. Um, you know, so that's really, truly the, the kind of things that, and I don't mean, you know, physically hurt. Right, right. It's just like, so like the competition. You know, yeah, you don't mean, or you don't mean anything. It's just like you're weak or, or yeah, either competition or, or I, or you're weak, meaning you're needy and I don't need neediness. So you, you can, you can be, you can be, have strength and still need things, but you come with strength, right? You know, so, you know, if you're just asking me to do everything for you, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, you're, you're, you're wasting your time and you're wasting mine. So you know, why should I do, why should I do anything more for you than you're not willing to do for yourself? 100%. Yeah. There's a, a statistic that says that 85% of students walk down the stage without walk down the stage of graduation without a job lined up. Yet me and you both know that the unemployment is all time low and companies are, it's hard for them to find good talent. Why do you think there's a big disconnect with students not being able to find walking down the stage without having a job lined up? You're not going to like this, but you're, they're lazy. They're lazy. I, I, I mean, I can't even comprehend that. I mean, I get, I go to bed every night hoping I can hurry up and sleep so I can get going the next day. Okay. I, 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 I would, if I could, if I could take a pill that would let me sleep and work at the same time, that would be awesome. Okay. So, uh, because I love doing what I do, you know, I got a whole list of stuff. I'm always thinking of stuff. I'm always wanting to implement it. I write up, I get up in the middle of the night and I've been, known, I've been known to wake up in the middle of the night and have nothing to write on. So I wrote on the sheet and then bring the sheet in the next day and say, type this up, you know, um, that's the kind of I am. So my gosh, you tell me you can't look the best way for most people to get a job is through the people they know. Is you start with your parents, you start with your aunt, your uncle, your brothers, your sisters, your neighbors, and 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 that alone, that network alone is going to get you get you for, further ahead than anything there is in the world. You know, you know, there's an old comedian uh, named Don Rickles. Don Rickles was a very funny comedian. He was an actor back in the '50s and '60s and early '70s, and he, one of his best friends was was um, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. You know how he got how they met. Their mothers knew each other. 
And and there's a great story, by the way. One time Don Rickles was going to Copacabana, which is a big club in New York City at the time, big night club in the late 50s, early 60s. And, and Frank Sinatra was who Frank Sinatra was. He was probably one of the greatest performers of all time. He's like the Lady Gaga of today, right? And and so Don know, knows that if, you know, if Frank stops by his table, he's got this gal out with him. She'll be impressed. And, you know, it'll be a good night for him, so to speak. So Don calls up Frank, says, Frank, would you stop by my table? Stop by my table. Would you come by my table? It'd really mean a lot to me. I got a date tonight. You know, I'm not the best looking guy in the world. It really, it really helped me a lot. And Frank goes, I don't want to do that. Don, come on, come on. You do it on your own. I don't have time. And so Frank, you know, he said, if I have time, I'll do it. So there they were at the club. Don's at his table on the other side. And Frank's with the whole bunch of party over there. They finish up dinner and he says, ah, I'm going to go help. You know, I'm going to help Rickles out. I'm, I'm going to help him get, I'm going to help him uh, get lucky tonight. I'm going to go over there and say hi. So Frank walks up to the table. Frank Sinatra on all of his glory walks up to the table and he puts his hand out and says, Hey Don, how you doing? And then, and then Don Rickles turns to him and says, Frank, what are you doing? Don't you see I have a date? Get away from me. <laughs> it's a great story. Yeah. Great story. Anyway, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but it's just a little bit of a squirrel. But there's but there there's a guy that's setting it up for strength right there. He's setting it up for strength, you know? So if you're gonna come and you're gonna talk to me about a job, come with strength. If you're gonna if you're gonna ask a mentor to do something for you, come with strength. What are you gonna do for me? So what 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 can a, because students sometimes get blocked by that? It's like how do I as a student try to provide value to somebody who's been so successful at business? It seems like their their life is all put together. How can I, a student that just starting out my career, can provide any value to someone like you? So it could be insights about your your generation. It could be insights about something you found. Could it be an observation that you you looked at their company and said, "I just like to give you my." Would you like feedback on my experience with your company? Doesn't yeah. you know? It doesn't have to be a an outcome. Just um, your experience, or that could be one. Or, sir, I can't do anything for you today, but someday I will. And this wow. would be my favor. So I'm asking you if you would just like you got breaks in your career. Can you give me a break? Can I have ten minutes of your time? Yeah, that, that that pays attention. I pay attention to that. You know, instead of just tell me, well, you know, most people come to you and say, hey, let's go have coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee. You know, um, most people, they want to take up in the middle of my day. Don't take up in the middle of my day. Middle of my day is used for billable time. My time to do ex exploration, have other kinds of conversations and stuff is after hours, before hours. Show me you want to meet me at 7 o'clock. I start my day at 4 a.m. Show me you want to show me. Now show me. <laughs> you know, now show me. What you know? I know that you you talked about the, so like the Hero Club and and that's like a, in a sense a, a big mastermind group. What what's the importance of mastermind groups and how can students start building a mastermind of their own? Well, the, a mastermind group is much like a high end networking group that we have your own kinds of. Uh, in fact, Napoleon Hill was the one that kind of um, you know turned it think and grow rich. And he created that term and created ways for people to get together. And 
And yeah, the Hero Club is very much like a mastermind group, although it's a peer group. Typically, mastermind groups are organized around one person who's a guru or in, and they give them insights. And then you walk on calls, you get inspiration, you get motivation. So I look at it like more of like a networking group. How can you pull 5, 10, 15 people like yourself or similar that want to get ahead in what they do and what can you do for each other? That's what, a, that's what a mastermind group does. It helps people pull together with similar experiences or common theme or thread, and then how do they have personal and professional breakthroughs in terms of getting to the next level where they want to be. And that's what it's, it's about adding zeros. What are some skills that regardless of the job that you take, every student should start building now? Mm, well, that's a great question. So I, one of them is... is I, I, is is writing i gotta tell you i the thing i've seen the most is the lack of writing that's that most students have they just they lack it the the other thing is um the the interaction of just general business skills okay of understanding how you do the networking understanding that, you know, it doesn't just end at five o'clock. You know, I was talking to a young man yesterday. He said, what would be the one thing you'd tell me to do um, in my new job? I said, be the, beat the boss in and don't leave until the boss leaves. I said, I'll tell you, most impressive thing in the world. Most impressive thing, you know, and there's very, you know, there's a couple of people that beat me here every once in a while, although I kind of play it like a game. Because I, I like to be in before everybody else, and I'm usually the last one out. So if you really want to impress somebody, you do you do that. They'll notice. They'll notice. And also make sure if you're not on that floor, you're not in that area. Make sure they know. You know, you send them the email at the end of the day. I'm leaving. You know, <laughs> it was I had a great day, and I learned these three things. You know. Do you think that changes depending on the on who your boss is? Not really. I mean, I, I have to think about that. I mean, some bosses are less hands-on about that, but don't you think they always like to know who the real worker bees are and the real people that really get shit done? I, I think they do. I, I mean, I don't know anybody that I don't know that would be like that. They would say, hey, you know, I don't want to know that. I'd be impressed by that. What, you know, a lot of times we as millennials think that people should change their communication to communicate with us, right? But what are some advice on how millennials can communicate with the older generations? Yeah, well, here, let me give you my two cents. I really don't care what you think. You know, this is how I communicate. If I control all the cards, I control the money, then you communicate the way I am. When you control all the cards and you control the way you do it, then I'll communicate that way to you. And because that's the way I should. I should, I should honor you by communicating the way that you like to, to communicate. You know, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a millennial in a baby boomer body. So... Um, and so I text, I communicate, I don't, I don't know, I'm not fully on Instagram like everybody else is, but I do it a little bit, but, but you know what I mean? I, I don't, I do most other things, but I like to do things for the reasons I like to, just like you do. So, but if I control the cards, meaning I control the budgets, I control the business, I control, I'm the boss. I really, I don't care. You know, I, I was at a group, I was at a talk at a Verizon once and they had a whole bunch of millennials in that were, you know, and the guy said, well, we're the future. I said, I really don't care if you're the future right now. It doesn't mean anything to me. Until you start buying from me, then it means something from me. <laughs> and and I'm, quite frankly, you know, I got more money than you. I got more power than you. 
So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just, that's just the nature of what it is. Excellent. Jeffrey, but, 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 I mean, let me just add, I mean, look, if you want to get a hold of an executive at a major corporation, get a hold of them before eight o'clock. But, you know, uh, yeah, maybe it's email, maybe it's a text, but that's, you know, reach them, reach them where they are. Don't expect people to come to you, reach them where they are. Do you think uh, an executive, uh, you know, at a larger organization, if they receive an email from a, a level entries right in the beginning, level entry job, that they would take it as, wow, he shouldn't be contacting me. He should be going up the, uh, the, the steps. Or would they be like? Should do both. Both or all. They might not notice it, but they, then, then again, they might. They'd be surprised, you know, how much uh, an executive notices at that level, right? Right. What are, you know, just finishing off uh, the conversation, I know you're a very busy person. What are some like three actionable things that a student can do to build, um, you know, to build, to have a successful future in business? Well, networking, right? That's one. So networking and doing it in a very effective manner, you know, getting to know people, what are the, what, and, you know, figuring out what you can do to help them. That's, that's one. This, the second thing is to be really good at what you do. To be really good at what you do. You know, someone once asked me, how do you become a good speaker? How do you become a great speaker? That's what they posted. It was in a forum they posted. And I finally, I hadn't written anything in a long time. And someone posted, how do you be a great speaker? And I just went, you got to be kidding me. You got to be great. You got to be great. So, you know, be the best at what you can do. Whatever it is you do, be the best at it. Be the most dependable. Be the most reliable. Be the most competent. Okay? That's trust right there. I just defined trust. And then, um, but last but not least, if you give, 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 you get, get, get. So the more ways you can find to help other people as you're climbing the ladder, the more you're going to get in the end. You know, people talk about my success. My success is mostly because I've helped a lot of people. I keep touch with a lot of people. I'm sending them things, doing things, offering them things. Um, people don't forget that. You know, I take every phone call. I take every email. I take every, you know, I, I respond to everything. Or I have somebody else respond on my behalf. But, but most of the time, it's me. And um, people remember that. Wow. No, you, you've definitely given so much great advice. Uh, so much appreciated. How can the students, you know, that are very interested in learning more about you, how can they get a, a hold of you or even learn more about you? Just go to, you know, go to LinkedIn, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go wherever you find. Just look up Jeffrey Hazlett or Hazlett. Um, you know, I'm the biggest Hazlett there is out there, um, both in size and, and, and girth. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and, 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 and connect with me there. That's the best thing you can do. Or anything with C-Suite, C-Suite, S-U-I-T-E. I can take care of it for you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been an amazing, amazing interview. Um, and for everybody listening to this podcast, thank you and catch you guys on the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you 
for being different and taking control of your career. Doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's gonna set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job, keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.